You're listening to the CXMH Podcast. CXMH is a podcast at the intersection of faith and mental health. Hey, welcome back to the show. My name is Robert Vore, and I'm one of your hosts. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Dr. Holly Oxhandler. Hey, Holly. Hey, Robert. On today's episode, we talk with Kayla Craig about honest prayers, borrowing words from others along the parenting journey, and her new book, To Light Their Way, a collection of prayers and liturgies for parents. But first, Holly, how are you doing? I am doing well. Thank you. I It is fall. Fall is finally here. And mm-hmm. as I just told you just um, before we hit record... Corey walked in with a bouquet of flowers for me. Yeah. So yeah. that's fun. I'm doing really good. <laughs> yeah. I liked getting to kind of witness. I was, I felt like I was a part of it, you know, where yes. you got so excited. So yeah. That's right. I mean, he like brought me breakfast and then walked around and dropped a, a bouquet of flowers next to me. Not dropped, like, you know, but like placed. Just a, threw them at you. Yeah. yeah no. no. So, so that was really sweet. Well, how are you doing and how's your family been doing? Good, good. Lots of transitions and things, which I'm sure we'll we'll talk about. Uh, maybe I don't. I know you have the segue question, so I don't know what that is. But mm-hmm. potentially knowing what the episode is, uh, maybe we'll talk about some of that. But lots of transitions, all good things. Uh, you know, kind of. There's some good parts, some hard parts, right? In terms of Brooke going back to work and things like like missing people that were here, but kind of getting back into workflow things and all that. But good, definitely enjoying the fall. I've I talk all the time, I think, on this show about how much I enjoy kind of the fall and the, the later part of the year. Um, but we're mm-hmm. doing we're doing well. So yeah. That's so good. Well, I am very happy to hear that. And you're yeah. right. I I do have a segue question for us today um, yeah. for you because I haven't thought about my response. So I'm fully hoping that you are not going to spin this one. But I, as I, I was. <laughs> plan to let you down. <laughs> so as I was thinking about this episode, I was curious, what is the most unexpected lesson that you have learned since becoming a parent? Hmm. Yeah, that's such a great question. Um, I think honestly, uh, becoming a parent, I think particularly uh, the the first time right with Gray, and then also also the second time, which I guess at that point I'm not becoming a parent, but like continuing to be, you know, now I'm a parent to multiple kids. Mm-hmm. I think has been very revealing for me, uh, and and most people probably experience things like that, right? Like all of a sudden you just realize a bunch of stuff about yourself, but particularly how you act under stress or things like how maybe like impatient I am when I'm like, just do, just get dressed, like just, just do the thing, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah. Or kind of the, how frustrating maybe like the lack of control is sometimes. Um, and then having to, to, progressively work through those things and say, okay, how do I, in those moments when like a couple nights ago, Brennan would like not go to sleep, right? I'm walking around in circles and circles and circles mm-hmm. in the living room for like, you know, we, Brooke and I planned to hang out because they had both been going to bed pretty well. And all of a sudden it's like 10 o'clock at night, right? And I'm just walking in circles and she's just like looking at me and I'm like, what, why are you not asleep? Right. And there's nothing mm-hmm. like I, I have no control over that if she just doesn't fall asleep, right? Like I can try different things, but kind of wrestling with how frustrated that makes me, I think that there isn't like a, well, do this thing and it works, right? Because I think yeah, as you as you yeah. grow up and move into adulthood and right, like you're like, okay, I kind of understand for the most part, there's a solution to some things, uh, task oriented things, right? Like my computer is doing something mm-hmm. weird. Okay, I can like Google that and figure it out and then try a couple things, right? Um, or whatever, whatever the, the case may be. But with other human beings, that's like never the case. Um and particularly with kids, right? You're like, oh, we figured it out. If we do this routine, it works really well. And they both go to sleep. And then we have like an hour to hang out as adults before we go to bed, right? And it, and then all of a sudden you're like, mm-hmm. nope, this week, none of that worked for either of them. Who knows? And then the yeah. next week, something else works, right? Um, and so kind of learning how to embrace some of that chaos instead of kind of be frustrated by it, I think um, has been a, obviously the beginning of that is realizing oh, that, like, I get really frustrated pretty easily in situations like that that I I don't think I would have said before because 
the I guess the first the the situations where that I didn't have control were different enough when I'm you know in college or a young adult or whatever. Mm-hmm. But now there's like a a small child and you can't just be like, well, I'll just leave or anything. Um, but yeah. then you know, kind of progressing through that of like, okay, how do I respond a little bit better to my own frustrations? How do I you know what do I need in those moments while still caring for them and things like that? So. Um, yeah, it's an interesting kind of revealing process. I think about the things that frustrate you the most, maybe, or at least for me. Yeah, no, that I mean that makes perfect sense. I I have I would echo a lot of that and say that that has you know I've just had a, a similar experience with like you know in, in some ways like recognizing those frustrations or sometimes when my kiddos like. It's almost like they're holding up a mirror to like some of the stuff that I may not have been aware of that, you know, I got to be paying more attention to within. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I was going to flip it around there um, as we always do. So um, I don't know, is is it kind of a similar thing or is there another thing that maybe you would say like, this is maybe the, I don't even remember how you phrase it because I rambled for so long, but the most important lesson that you learned or or anything like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like since, um, you know, becoming a parent, I honestly, I would say for me, like a lot of what you said resonates for sure. And like what I was just saying about how our kids sometimes hold up a mirror to us to to realize like, oh, they yeah. pick that behavior up from me mm, and I need to yeah. maybe think through that a little bit more intentionally. Um there's definitely been that. I, you know, part of the reason I was asking it is because I actually, I I write about a part uh, about something that I learned from Callie in um, The Soul of the Helper. And and that's kind of what linked me in also thinking about our conversation that we had this week. Um, but I think that the thing that I have learned the most is uh, around how my kids are honestly some of the most profound teachers in my life. Um, and there are a mm. lot of ways in which my kids that uh, are teaching me and humbling me to learn from them in ways that I think prior to becoming a parent, I wouldn't have really fully understood how our children can be some of our greatest teachers. Um, yeah. You know, and there's there's a few things that I write about in the book about how mainly Callie has has taught me um, just because of the timing of the book, but um, but both Callie and Oliver, uh, there there are just so many things that you know, like in the evening when I when I do prayers with them and I I ask them to reflect on the day and reflect about like when did they feel close to God that day or something like that. There are things that they just say that I'm like I would not have expected that coming out of a five year old. Like it yeah. it just blows me away and humbles me more than anything. So, yeah. So that's what I would, that's what I would say. One of the biggest things in addition to, again, echoing a lot of what you had said as well. So, cause I think it resonates too. So, yeah. 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 Well, I love that. Um, and I do think it segues. Great job on the segue question. Um, Thank you, my friend. Right into our conversation <laughs> with Kayla, who, if you don't know the name, runs the the Liturgies for Parents Instagram account. Um, and that's what the new book is about and things like that, right? So um, I will mention uh, real quick that my audio sounds weird in the interview. I think it went through the wrong audio input when we were recording and, and I didn't notice. So that's all, that's not what I normally sound like. That Just to throw that out there um, so you don't think that all the episodes mm-hmm. sound like that if you're a new listener or anything like that but it's not too bad you both sound great um and i I cleaned it up as best i could so hopefully uh, y'all still enjoy the episode kayla has is just wonderful all the things that she talks about is is fantastic and and the book is great as well so um we'll just transition into it um and y'all enjoy our episode with kayla craig all right enjoy y'all Hey, today we are so excited to be joined by Kayla Craig. A former journalist, Kayla is adamant about paying attention and embracing curiosity in her work as a writer and podcast producer. She writes nuanced, nurturing prayers at Liturgies for Parents on Instagram and co-founded the Upside Down Podcast, a place for ecumenical conversations on faith and justice. Kayla and her pastor husband, Johnny, live in Iowa, where they're raising four young kids who joined their family via birth and adoption. When she's not playing Legos with her sons or advocating for her daughter with disabilities, 
Kayla can be found sipping strong coffee. She's also the author of the forthcoming book that we're going to be talking about today called To Light Their Way, a collection of prayers and liturgies for parents, which comes out on October 5th. Kayla, thank you for joining us. How are you today? Oh my goodness. I'm so excited to be here and I have my strong coffee right here with me. So I'm ready Mm. to go. (laughs) Me too, friend. Cheers. Yes. That's awesome. (laughs) I love that. I have to tell you, uh, I I get like lots of books from publishers, things like that uh, nowadays for this show. And my wife has never been more excited about one. When I opened it, she recognized it immediately, Mm. like across the room and was like, wait, is that the liturgies for parents one? And I was like, yeah, yes. So she was very excited about that. Before we kind of dive into everything, is there anything else that our audience should know about you? Oh my goodness. I don't know. That's a loaded question, Robert. (laughs) (laughs) No, I think we're just figuring it out. You know, four kids is always a lot to, to hold and tensions to walk. And right now we're doing virtual school because of my Mm -hmm. daughter's disabilities and keeping her safe by keeping the kids home. And so there's always just a lot of chaos and a lot of coffee and a lot of prayers. Mm, that's good. That's so good. Well, it's I such wanna... a relatable. Lots of coffee. Yeah, lots of chaos. Lots of prayer. I was like, okay, yes. yep, mm-hmm. this is yep, check, accurate. check, and check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, and that sense of relatability, I feel like just it it comes out in so much of your writing and in so much of what you post. I know just like Brooke, when when my copy came in, it was, I mean, I sat in my car even before I left my my office from getting it at the mailbox and just, you know, was thumbing through these. So I'm really excited to be diving into these these prayers and um, and the good work that you do. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Well, usually when we start these conversations with our guests, we, we start by asking what inspires folks to write the book that they do, if that's what they're here on the show to talk about. But I recognize that you've been offering us liturgies for parents for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, I actually don't know, when did you when did you first start sharing these prayers? Yes. So this is wild. I, I started an account in like January 2020, and I was thinking, wow, 2019 was a hard year. (laughs) And I had no idea what was coming down the pipeline um, later for us in 2020 when the whole world kind of changed forever, it feels like. So um, I was up praying for my own kids and just their own needs. And they're all so different and so varied. And I thought, I wish I had the words to pray. I wish I had the words of another because that has been Mm. so foundational in my own spiritual journey and spiritual formation. And so I created the Liturgies for Parents account on Instagram really just as the prayers that I needed. I'm a verbal processor. I process through writing. And I thought maybe somebody else we'll connect, you know, and we'll just see what happens. And it turns out, yeah, there were a lot of us that were just kind of aching for the words of another to help us connect and listen to God. Oh, yes. I, I mean, I can absolutely agree with that. And, um, and just echo it because it's, I mean, I remember when I first, I can't actually, I can't remember who was the first person. I think it was a colleague of mine who shared something of yours. And I just kind of started following along from there. But I do know that, you know, as I was mentioning, like so many of your prayers, they always ended up hitting like right at the, the moment in which I needed something to just kind of continue moving through that day, that hour, that meltdown that my kid was having, you know, Mm. whatever it was. And, you know, and they just, they were so, so helpful. So you, you started telling us a little bit about that backstory behind the account, like, and you starting it at the beginning of 2020. Um, Can you tell us a little bit more about you know, that process of writing these prayers or how these prayers eventually ended up evolving into this book that you have to light their way. Yeah. Well, it all kind of started my connection with reading the prayers of another really started when my daughter, Eliza, um, who we've kind of mentioned earlier in the Mm -hmm. conversation, uh, was very sick. And she was on 
so many uh, machines for life support to to keep her little heart beating and keep her with us. Um, and we were in the PICU and it was scary. It was really scary. And I really mm. felt like in that moment, I had to figure out and reckon with like, what do I really believe? What do I really believe about God? What do I really believe about prayer? You know, we had so many um, loved ones in our community and in our faith community that, you know, we're, we're praying for her, we're praying for you. And all I could think of was, you know, does God really hear our prayers? And mm. do these prayers even work? Because it seems like it's the machines and the numbers and the beeps and the buzzes that are keeping her alive. And, and what if this doesn't turn out the way that we have prayed and hoped? Um, and so really having to wrestle with these, these very honest and, and real struggles that I know, um, you know, whether it's your child in the PICU or you're going through a, a divorce or your child is struggling with their mental health, you know, whatever it is, like we have those moments where we wonder and we want to desperately cling to faith and cling to that hope mm. that, that Christ is with us and God is really in all things and making all things new. But sometimes that, that, that mustard seed is like microscopic, right? Like mm -hmm. it's barely, yeah. barely there. And, um, I am also a podcaster, Robert, that gets books sent to me sometimes. And I just so mm -hmm. happened to be checking my mailbox. My husband and I were doing shifts in the hospital and I had this little book prayers sent to me, really tiny ones. And it was just enough for me to be able to enter into conversation with God. Mm. It was just enough for me to say, okay, I don't even know. Help me in my unbelief, you know, like help me God. Yeah. I'm going to yeah. pray this. Um, and so that, that rootedness of praying the words of another has been really transformational in my life. And so that's why I hope to be able to give that gift um, to others. And, you know, there's not like one special formula for praying and God is not a genie in a bottle, but it's more just um, an invitation as one on-ramp to enter into conversation kind of with the divine. So, mm. Gosh, I, I love that. that. I even yeah. I had a little <laughs> note to ask kind of about the idea of of liturgies and things like that because it does seem a, a little bit more old school, right? Not mm -hmm. obviously lots of people still use liturgies, but uh, just the idea of here's kind of a, a pre-written prayer I'm going to do that right that that feels a little more old school and maybe that's just me and and in the my faith journey, but I was I was going to ask and I I love that the idea that look there's nothing special necessarily about these specific prayers, they're not magic, but sometimes we just say, I, I don't have, I've got nothing, right? I don't know what I would pray. And so mm -hmm. someone else saying here, you can, you can borrow this one, right? Mm -hmm. uh, being such a, a useful and maybe even helpful, right? At obviously like the right moment, like you're talking about kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just one, one invitation of many invitations we have throughout our days to um, be present with God, you know? Yeah. yeah, I love that. That's so good. So I love, I actually really want to emphasize and, and elevate what you had just said about those mini invitations um, to connect with, with God kind of throughout the day, as you mentioned that, like that is so beautiful. And I, and I do see that even in these prayers in the most ordinary of moments and opportunities that are a a part of the parenting journey like that, it, they're just echoed kind of throughout the whole book. But I, so yeah, so I just really want to emphasize that. I do want to, to pause just to note that you do have a background in journalism and I, and it does seem like that could weave into some of this book and into your writing. Can you talk a little bit about that background and, and how it does play into your writing? 
Yes. Well, I warned both of you before we started, I might just turn into journalist mode and start like peppering you with questions. Oh, so. man. <laughs> Which, to be fair, Beware. we're both trained therapists. That's so right. We might, there you we'll go. Flip it right back yep. around. We're yes. Just, yeah, we'll just go <laughs> it's like a ping pong match. I love it. Let's go. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, my background is in journalism. I really just feel like it was a way for me to write and also be so curious (laughs) um, and get to talk with people. And so Mm -hmm. that is my background. I've worked in in newspapers and magazines, and I've been freelancing my whole professional um, life. And I knew that when I was taking this book on, I wanted it to be as comprehensive as you can and 240 pages, right? Like I wanted it to be broad and warm and welcoming and inclusive to parents in many different stages of their parenting journey for situations where they might not have ever found a prayer in a book for, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. I wanted to include not just milestones, but like the sacredness of the ordinary moments of our real, actual, lived experiences, as well as prayers of lament and grief mm-hmm. and struggle of of raising families in a weary world, you know? And so yeah. I knew I wanted to be able to make this a collection that people really could keep on a nightstand and turn to like for years as as they walk with their children and as they walk with the Lord. And I knew that I needed to talk to other parents. And so the Liturgies for Parents community was so gracious and friends and family and just people all over were so gracious to invite me into their experiences, um, especially the ones that I haven't lived and knowing, you know, I have limitations of, of who I am and being able to broaden and broaden and broaden. Um, it was really an act of an invitation into empathy for me to be able to write Mm. from their perspective of what it's like to invite God into your parenting journey as a parent who parents alone or a parent who is divorced or um, a death in the family or, you know, teaching your teen how to drive. Like there are certain Mm -hmm. experiences that I personally have not lived. And so I feel so, so thankful that other people invited me into those moments and their deepest prayers and, and their conversations with God and their joys and their their struggles, you know? And they, here I am like sobbing over my keyboard thinking about like my son leaving for college, you know? Oh gosh, <laughs> and being yes. able to enter into that. Um, yeah. It was really kind of a special and profound experience. Um, and I really feel like, like God was with me in that. And I pray that I have, I've held those stories well and stewarded them well um, throughout the book. Mm. Man. Yeah. That's so good. And I, I just to, I mean, I do, I, I will say, I do feel like that there's so many parts of the journey that, that of course, like I have not walked either yet, but I, the empathy in which you have woven throughout each of these prayers it's so apparent, Kayla, um, and the humility and the way that you have listened to your community and what they have elevated. It's just, it's so, so clear in this book. So yeah, I just want to affirm that. Oh, thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. I am curious about maybe a little bit of kind of the process. So if, if we have listeners and they're saying, okay, I would love to write prayers for specific things or or kind of journal prayer, things like that. If you're kind of thinking, so you say, okay, I want to write a prayer for this specific instance, right? Is it like kind of, I'm, I'm trying to think of what specific things I would want to be praying for. And then how do I make sure I include all those? Like I would jot those down first and then, or, or is it just kind of, as you're thinking, you just kind of write and then you go back through and edit things like that. Like, I'm just curious about like the actual process of maybe even sitting down to write a, a prayer or a liturgy. Yeah. Uh, well, when I started thinking about this book, 
honestly, it's like I'm in the busy stage of parenting and working and being a neighbor and being a spouse. And what I did was I grabbed my iPhone and I opened up the notes app and I just started doing like a total brain dump of all the different things as it came that I thought of that maybe a parent could use uh, Mm. words for when they don't have the words. And so that is kind of how I started cultivating this book and these modern liturgies and these prayers. And then once I kind of had that, I started breaking it down to kind of where they fit in different sections. So the the book is split up into different um, sections of prayers that you can kind of turn to and and Mm -hmm. look through, through the index or through the table of context and find. And so um, that's kind of how it started. And when I get into the actual writing of the prayer, something that I find really centering is to just start. And even if that doesn't make, you know, maybe the final cut, start with character characteristics of God. Start with mm. who God is. Who do we see God to be throughout scripture and naming those characteristics? Oh God, you know, maybe you're you're angry. Oh God, you are kind. Oh God, you understand anger. You know, like really mm-hmm. leaning in to the characteristics of who we know, um, you know, the Trinity to be. And that kind of helps frame my own, my own kind of writing. And I think another thing mm-hmm. is to just be honest. Don't be afraid to be honest. God can hold all of that. God already knows, you know, we can't, we can't hide that. Yeah. And so being honest about those very real thoughts and emotions and being able to give that to God who already holds it. And, you know, our, we have the spirit that intercedes for those wordless groans, right? And knowing that it doesn't have to sound churchy or fancy. It doesn't have to be one right way. There's no special formula for for writing a prayer or a liturgy, but just getting your heart out on the page is is really an act of worship. Oh, I love that. I love just how you ended that with that it's an act of worship. So you you did just mention a moment ago about how there are these different parts to the book. Do you mind walking our listeners through like each of the different parts? I think it looks like there's eight different parts to the book. Yeah, I I really love how it is laid out because honestly, parents are busy, right? Like we always have the, I mean. the, the, <laughs> the joys of just like, you know, three hours to curl up with a gr- good book, though that would be amazing. And, it would you be. know, we all want that. But this is a book that I feel like is a flip through type of book that you can find what you need or even maybe be surprised like, oh, I didn't know, you know, I needed this breath prayer, but now I have something quick to hold on to and to go about my day and hold on with. So there's more than 100 modern liturgies, which is wild. And I'm like, I don't know how this happened, only by the grace of God. Um, So there's prayers for those kind of milestones. So everywhere from an adoption or a birth or a baptism, you know, kind of those very key points. There's ordinary moments and, and that is something that is kind of near to my heart, you know, just kind of like going on a walk or making art or, you know, just kind of that everyday life together type of prayer, um, Mm -hmm. seeing kind of the holy in all of those moments of our everyday lives, times of transition as your children age. So that's where we get to things like first day of school, first day of preschool, graduation, driving, moving out, kind of all of those different parts of what it is to be a parent and to be a family. There is prayers for a weary world. And so those are really the the prayers of grief, mm-hmm. the prayers of lament. And, you know, at the beginning of the book, I say this isn't a collection of like cotton candy prayers, like prayers like that will rot our teeth. And so I wanted to create mm. a book that was honest, a book 
that I needed. You know, I want a prayer to talk to my kids about racism. Like I want a prayer for when my son comes home having a lot of emotions because their elementary school did an active shooter drill, you know, like Mm, what, how do we even have the words for that? And so that's kind of, um, you know, you spend time seeing the headlines, scrolling on Twitter and you think, okay, God is in all things. Is God in this? And so those are what I hope to be, um, prayers to kind of be in the real world with our real kids and, and give that all to, you know, the God who holds it. There's, prayers for, you know, your child being sick, for receiving a diagnosis, um, death, just so many hard things that um, that God can be in and present in. And then there's prayers for the parenting journey, which is really those prayers for us that our hearts kind of need. Mm-hmm. So whether it's self-doubt as a parent. I don't know. Maybe I'm the only one, but I don't think so. <laughs> no, we all you have are those not. Moments. Yeah. <laughs> yes, um, yes. Feeling overwhelmed, feeling mm-hmm. that anger that sometimes we hold for when we have gotten it wrong as parents. I think sometimes we need to be like, okay, God, like I didn't fully get this right. Help me. Help me yeah. to be better. Help me to love my kids well. Um, that grace and that mercy, you know, um, for when your child has been bullied or maybe when your child has bullied another, you know, like kind of those helps mm-hmm. for our journey as parents. And then there's um, a whole section for nurturing your child's faith and character. And I would say this is like not your mother's or your grandmother's um, or grandfather's book of prayers, you know, like where we're digging in and talking about a prayer for consumerism, a prayer for mm-hmm. media consumption, prayers for Holly. I know you read this one, a daughter to know her worth or yeah. a son to walk Oof. the way of Jesus. Yeah. Just yes. Both really? of those. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, as a parent of a son and daughter, reading both of those was like, oh, man, sister. Yeah, they're good. They're <laughs> oh, really good. Thank you. And then yeah. there's just prayers for holidays and holy days. Um, and I'm really grateful to have a lot of ecumenical friendships, which means just like across denomination and tradition. And so they've really helped inform me of just kind of the history of the big C church, right? And so being able to enter into prayer, enter into the liturgical year, kind of that church calendar can really format the rhythms of our prayers. Um, And so there's prayers everywhere from like Holy Week, there's Advent, Lent, um, and kind of some special prayers too, like St. Valentine's Day or Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Um, so hopefully those are prayers that we can turn to every year, right? You know, mm-hmm. when when we're observing and honoring um, kind of our history as, as believers, I I'm kind of excited about that section. Um, and then the last part mm-hmm. is breath prayers. And those are really for the moments where you have two seconds. <laughs> um, and they're just a simple inhale and exhale, um, and they're rooted in scripture. Um, there's lots of meditations that we can do, um, but these are specifically inspired by um, the words that we see throughout um, scripture and kind of tailored to, you know, when you're starting the week, here's a breath prayer to pray. When you're overwhelmed, here's a breath prayer to pray. When Mm. you feel really grateful, here's something to pray. And it's just letting our breath be a prayer, you know, because there are moments where we can barely even have any words and we don't even have the margin to read the words of another. And so just that breathing in and and breathing out has been really formational for me and, and I hope for others too. Yeah. Yeah. Gosh. Can you real quick, uh, if so, some people listening might not be super familiar with a breath prayer, um, and I do think it is so helpful because obviously, like as parents, again, I'm also starting this season a parent of two, and so there is like not huge gaps of time, oftentimes. So, can you real quick? Uh, I know you just said kind of letting your breath be your prayer, but give like a short example or kind of explain that real quick. Yeah, absolutely. So, let's just 
I'm turning to page 192, and it's um, one of them here is for when you're on overdrive. So I think that's pretty relatable, you know, as mm-hmm. as parents. Um, and we just inhale, my heart is glad, and on your exhale, and my body can rest. And then there's just a very brief kind of devotion, and I say, allow your shoulders to release and remember that you can find rest in God's love. This breath prayer is from Psalm 16, 9. My heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure. So it's just inhale, my heart is glad, exhale, and my body can rest. I love that. I I love the idea even of maybe, uh, you know, one morning if you say, hey, it's going to be a a hectic day. I have this and this and this of just picking one because you could memorize two phrases, right? So like you have one that's for a busy day. It says, inhale, your steadfast love surrounds me. Exhale, I trust in you, O Lord. I could kind of memorize that or jot it down if I needed to and then just say, okay, all throughout the day, whenever I have a second or I start to feel overwhelmed, it's going to help me to remember to to do some deep breathing, but then also to pray kind of throughout in this really doable format, right? Like I don't have to bring the book or I could, I could just say, I remember these two phrases. That's what I'm doing all day today. And I, I just love that idea. Mm, yeah. Yeah. It's like, put it on a post-it note, stick it on mm-hmm. your dashboard, like pray it with your kids, you know, that's an easy way to enter into prayer together too. Um, morning or at night, you know, just something accessible um, when we have so much going on. Yeah, no, that makes perfect sense. Um, And I think, I think you're right, Robert, like there's, it is, they're super accessible and easy to um, hopefully be able to remember just a couple of lines. But like you said, Kayla, putting it on a post-it note or putting it as like our um, screen on our phone or something like that, or background on our computer or something, I think would be helpful. Um, you, yeah, you... and I just I want to say that. Um, so we created some kind of pre-order bonuses. So if people kind of would like to enter into this new practice of breath prayers, we created breath prayer cards um, that you can just print out when you pre-order the book and Ooh. give us your information. And so. I laminated mine because I'm extra, but you definitely don't have to. You could just print on regular paper or cardstock. And then what I did is used a three-hole punch and put them on a key ring. And I just have these square cards that I can flip through of breath prayers from scripture. And um, it's been kind of fun because my five-year-old, who's just learning to read, came and saw him on my desk and he was like, oh man, I need this. Oh, oh, sweet boy. Yeah. I love that. But what a great idea about laminating it. I mean, I feel we have one in our house and I feel like we're always trying to find an excuse to use it because the kids love it. But but that's such a good idea. And then for the kids to have it like easily accessible for them to just grab and contemplate and breathe. And I love that. Oh my gosh, Kayla. It's amazing. (laughs) That's such a good idea. Well, you're already um, kind of moving us into, you know, the next question that we had was um, looking at like how folks can be practically integrating these prayers into their lives. And, you know, you've already spoken about how folks can just, you know, open up the book and like find whatever they need in that moment. Or I love the idea of like the, um, you know, laminating the breath prayers for kids. Are there other ways in which you envision parents using this book in their lives on a super practical level? Yeah, absolutely. Well, the prayers are written from the perspective of a parent praying. So I hope that that's like an easy on-ramp that you can read them and the words are already yours, you know? So whether that's you integrate a practice of reading a prayer with, you know, your partner before bed grabbing a breath prayer in the morning, um, always praying, you know, maybe the prayer for birthdays, you know, the night before your child has a birthday, you know, just kind of integrating those rhythms, um, throwing it in your bag when you're on a commute, you may be riding the train into work, being able to flip through the pages there, um, 
keeping it on your nightstand. If you're like me, you have a huge stack mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can put that <laughs> right there. But yep. I really, um, the design team at Tyndale did above and beyond what I could have imagined. I am totally like a tangible book type of person and I totally get the merits of, you know, eBooks and Kindle and those are great, but there is nothing that surpasses like having those pages in your hand and having that fresh book smell, you know? And I, Mm -hmm. um, this book is really a book that's meant to be kind of treasured. Like they did such a good job with you know, even the way the book feels, it's hardcover, it's sturdy, it's meant to sit, you know, on your coffee table, on your nightstand. And it there's like pullouts inside and color and just an invitation to get away with God, even if it's for like two minutes, you know. So you could pray them, you know, at a baby shower when it's talking about birth. You could pray it at a party. You could pray it at, you know, there's prayers for moving, for going on vacation, like just integrating those rhythms into your Mm -hmm. every day. And I think you'll be surprised at how you just start to begin talking with God and listening to what God has for you, even when you're nowhere near the book, you know? Yes, absolutely. No, I I think yeah. you explained that so well. And I do want to echo the how gorgeous the layout is inside this book. I mean, the version that we have doesn't have all of the color, but I can't wait for the the one <laughs> I that can't comes wait for out. you to have it too. Yeah. I know, I know. And um, but the layout and the font and the the um all of it, like it is just gorgeous, Kayla. And it's so congruent with just the design of even liturgies for ba- for parents. Like it's so congruent with, with all of it. So it's gorgeous. I, kudos to your publisher for the beautiful design of the whole book. I feel really grateful. And I feel like I can talk about how beautiful it is because I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> Like I just wrote the words, but the the actual um, design and the, and the aesthetic is, I think it's really timeless and also yeah. modern, which is yes. kind of like the prayers um, or what I hope the prayers to be. So I'm glad that you felt that way, Holly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So uh, lots of our listeners are parents themselves, but we also have a lot of listeners that aren't parents, right? So uh, I'm, I'm curious about, you know, some of our audience are faith leaders or mental health care providers or uh, younger folks that don't have kids yet or older folks that don't have kids yet or, you know, any number of things. What would you say to uh, some of those groups in regarding how, you know, you could use this book in their own lives or as they serve parents or they play other roles in children's lives, any of those types of things? Absolutely. That's such that's such a good question because I really think that these prayers, you know, are are rooted in the perspective of somebody praying for the kids in their lives and we can all pray for the kids in our lives, right? And I think it really is like almost like subversive and radical to pray for our kids to be rooted in Christ, to be rooted in scripture in and a God of justice and a God of mercy, you know, like what Mm. a gift, like what a way to change our chaotic, you know, kind of dumpster fire times is by praying (laughs) for the world that our kids are inheriting and praying for those kids and those families. And I've been so blown away by um, the different like ministers and lay leaders and pastors and priests of just really across denomination and tradition and background who have said, I cannot wait to give this book to the families in our church. And and how can we already like get our hands on these to give? Um, And it's really exciting and I think unifying for the body of Christ to be able to say, we're going to come together and and we're going to pray. And we don't always have to align on everything and we don't always have to have the same background. But I think we can all get behind that God is a God who who loves us deeply and loves our kids deeply and cares and cares for, you know, all throughout the book, I hoped that kind of one of the anchor points of every prayer is that we would pray for the kids in our lives to love their the Lord their God with all their heart and their soul and their mind and their strength and just that embodied 
faith, you know, and that we would incorporate that. And then we would be able to have this outpouring of love that loves our neighbor as ourselves. And I don't think you have to be mm-hmm. um, a parent to to deeply connect with that idea. That's so yeah. good. Well, um, we do want to, I know we talked about this briefly before, um, before we started recording, but we would really, really love for you to be able to um, share some of your words in this book with our listeners. And I know there was one prayer that we had talked about before, but I'm going to throw you a curveball and ask you to read a second one, if that's okay with you, Kayla. Absolutely. There's, Just okay. give me the page number. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. So the first one, well, why don't we, we, we can read the, the one that you had mentioned before on page 119 entitled A Prayer for a Child with Big Feelings. And then the second one that I would love for you to read, Kayla, is on page 94, A Prayer for the Overwhelmed, because I think that is particularly relevant for many of us these days, as Robert was just saying, um, as we think about our listeners kind of across the board, I think that that one on page 94 might be, might serve our listeners as well. Absolutely. Well, I would be honored to pray right now. So this is the prayer for a child with big feelings. And I would say also for parents of that have big feelings too. So here it is. Oh Lord, tune our hearts so that we may be perceptive to our child as they process the complicated world around them. Help us guide humbly without needing every right answer. Help us speak honestly without flooding them with information. Oh Lord, lead us as we open our arms to bring our little one and their big feelings close. For they have picked up our own grown-up worries and worn them as their own, mirroring our own furrowed brows and tight shoulders after hearing bits of a hushed conversation or catching a headline not meant for the young. In our child's confusion, may we be a safe place to land. In our child's anger, may we have the wisdom to help them process. In our child's sadness, may we create a space for listening. In our child's anxieties, may we help them find ways to heal. O Christ, who welcomed little children in their full humanity, grant us compassion and connectivity, empathy and endurance as we walk with our child toward your great love. And then this is the prayer for the overwhelmed. Oh God, help us resist the lie that we are alone in the swirl of parenting in the world at large for you hold our children and indeed all of us in the palm of your hand. Oh God, as we stay awake at night, wondering how we will make it through another week, wondering what our children's lives will look like in the future Give us peace and breathe empathy into us, for the need is all around us. Oh God, help us to focus on right now, even in our exhaustion, in our frustration, and in our loneliness. Help us to be awake to you in the world, in the form of a crying baby in our arms, or a child in need of help with homework, or a hungry neighbor on the corner. Oh God, we don't have to tell you that we live in a reality with so much need, both in our homes and in our broader communities. And it's easy to feel like whatever we do is just a pebble in the ocean, 
Oh God, remind us that you are present to each individual heart and every communal cry. Give us strength for the day and bright hope for tomorrow. Oh, friend. Amen. Amen. Amen to both. Thanks for thanks for reading this, Kayla. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm honored to. Yeah, I really appreciate it. I think, I mean, both are so relevant for so many um, through these particular days. And I am grateful um, for your willingness to read both of them. So thank you. Well, one of the questions that we also love to ask our guests when they come on the show, um, knowing that so much has gone into this incredible work that they've done, whether that is a book that they've recently published or research that they're doing or advocacy efforts or whatever it is. I mean, we we see your heart being poured out into these pages. And so um, we would love to ask you what your hope is for this work and in particular the book, but I would also say with all that you offer as well um, on Instagram with um, liturgies for parents, and if you want it in, in addition with Upside Down podcast, but um, but especially with this book, what would you say your hope for this work is? Mm, I think like if I boil it down and keep boiling it down to get to the to the real the real heart of it, I think it's just that we as as believers would ourselves and and our children and our families would love God with all our heart soul mind and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves i think that that really summarizes it and that we would see God in all things and see that God is making all things new and, and cling to a stubborn hope in that. Oh, that's so good. Thank you. I love that. Listener, if you want to connect, there's a lot here, so I'm going to take a big breath and say it all. If you want to connect with Kayla, you can find her at kaylacraig.com, on facebook.com slash kaylacraigwriter, on Twitter at kaylacraig, and on Instagram at kayla underscore craig. You can connect with Liturgies for Parents at liturgiesforparents.com, on Instagram at liturgiesforparents. Uh, I believe be on the lookout for the Liturgies for Parents podcast, question mark? Yeah, there's something in the works, so stay tuned. Okay. <laughs> Yay, that's yeah. awesome. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> you can uh, pre-order this book to light their way, a collection of liturgies and a collection of prayers and liturgies for parents. Uh, wherever you get books, it comes out October 5th. You can also visit UpsideDownPodcast.com or listen to the Upside Down Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We will, of course, link to all of that in the show notes. You can connect with Holly at HollyOxhandler.com or on any social media at HollyOxhandler. You can connect with me at Robert-Vore.com or on any social media at Robert Vore. Kayla, thank you so much for joining us today. Do you have any closing thoughts for our listeners? Oh my goodness. It has just been a joy to get to talk with you both, Robert and Holly. And I would say that if you do pre-order, um, go get those breath prayers. So you can find it, find the link to all of that at KaylaCraig.com. But there's a print that you can download, those breath prayer cards that um, you can download. And then there's also a devotional that I wrote that incorporates those breath prayers that you can download into a PDF or you can actually print it out. Um, so that's, that's yours for the taking. So I hope you grab it. Thanks for listening to the CXMH podcast. Want to score some major brownie points? Leave us five stars and an honest review on iTunes. Follow us on social media at CXMH Podcast and email us with questions, comments, and interview requests at CXMH Podcast at gmail.com.